<laughs> Yay. <laughs> there she is. It's so funny. Just as I was about to let you in, Spring Valley High School was calling and leaving a message. I was like, shut up. I got to let you in. Welcome to my podcast, Changed for the Better, The Power of Arts in Education. I'm Stacey Tiro, a high school performing arts teacher for over 25 years. I've taught a lot of amazing people. Now that so many of my students are adults, they'll teach me how, through the lessons in my classroom, they have been changed for the better. Um, okay, so I have a powerhouse songstress on my podcast today. This woman is destined for really, really big things and she's making it all happen. So before um, she introduces who she is, I'm gonna give just a little bit of background. So I had this woman then adolescent uh, for four years in my studio. She was mostly active in thespians um, and she was, in the whiz as an ensemble member. <laughs> and then I realized, oh, no, no, no. We have things that this woman really needs to do. And she quickly graduated to big gun roles as Vanessa and in the Heights, Anita in West Side Story. And then of course the title role in Aida where she like literally made the walls melt and the people in the audience just rise to their feet every single night. Uh, a powerhouse songstress, she's now a gifted and prolific composer uh, with a growing list of music in the R&B soul genre, like So Deep, which is now well over 1 million streams. Who does that? <laughs> and now her newest release just released yesterday. Well, yesterday as of this interview, April 7th, um, called Bad Decisions, which I just purchased off of iTunes. <laughs> she is also known as the Chime Girl in a national <laughs> TV spot, a commercial spot. And in December, and this is probably one of the most impressive and exciting things. She was invited to perform at the Women's Songwriters Hall of Fame in Washington, DC, where she was acknowledged by Dee Dee Sharp and Cynthia Biggs. Um, she is literally, literally making her dreams come true. And she is also, if I might say, paving the way for young black girls to do the same. Um, I've known about this inordinate talent for many, many, many years, and I was really hoping that she would be able to cash in on that <laughs> someday. And, and now the world is starting to learn who she is. So I'm going to shut up now, and I'm going to ask you the first question of the afternoon, which is, what is your name? the year you graduated, and what else do you do now? <laughs> I, I think my cheeks hurt from <laughs> me just smiling. 
That was a wonderful, <laughs> a wonderful introduction. Wow, my cheeks are sore. Can't stop, can't stop smiling. Wow. Uh, yes, so my name is Brianna Knight. <laughs> I graduated from Spring Valley High School in 2016. Wow, feels like yesterday. And I am currently a professional singer, songwriter, and now a moving actress. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing considering, I think you went to, you went to, was it New Paltz? Yeah. Yeah, you graduated from New Paltz and I know that you were looking to do like an education degree. Did you finish, did you actually finish that degree? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so she went off, she was going to be like an elementary school teacher, a music teacher, whatever. And I was like, oh, well, that's nice. You know, she's <laughs> for the kids and I'm like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> you know, I, I get it. She wants to like have her security and her safety and I, I get it. And then when you started actually like recording your music and in your bedroom <laughs> and mixing it and producing it. And now it seems to have like absolutely moved forward exponentially. And I just, I'm just sitting here like, yay. yay. <laughs> Brianna's going to be singing for the world. Yay. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just super, so proud as you could probably tell and excited that she's pursuing the thing that I was always hoping that she would be pursuing, which is her music. And um, she has a lot to say. And uh, somewhere in this video and in the blog post, I'm going to like put all of the information in there for, for people to to like find you who haven't already found you. So I'll do my part. Don't worry about that. Um, okay, so we're now just gonna focus on um, your, so th this podcast focuses on your high school experience mm -hmm. and then how, as you've transitioned into an adult, because you're an adult now, um, you know, how, how those two things intersect basically. So question two is using your adult brain, describe your adolescent self. Ooh. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I get that a lot, by the way. <laughs> um, definitely motivated, 100%. Mm. Uh, definitely multitasker by the fullest uh and i'll have to say unsure mm. unsure yeah. what do you think you were unsure about me i feel like coming from my family we're planners <laughs> we're planners and we're doers so when you say something you're gonna do it mm -hmm. and it felt like every year it's funny other kids would be like yeah i'm just gonna go like go outside and hang out with my friends i'm like yeah like i have to go like prep for these sats that are coming up in like the next three years <laughs> and try to figure out like what my career is going to be by tomorrow right. um right. it just it felt like i guess trying to figure out who i was in addition to those things i was good at mm. and in addition to those things that people told me i was or who i was going to be so i say unsure because definitely trying to figure out what I wanted. And it's funny that you spoke about that, the whole elementary school teacher and everything, because half of it was me and then half of it was everything else in the world that was like, I think that's what I'm supposed to do. And 
surely enough, the universe said, yeah, I got other plans in the back. <laughs> and, and thankfully, the, you know, listen to the universe because not everybody listens when uh, the doors start knocking. Yeah. yeah. Um, so kind of going back to your experience in the studio and in rehearsals and, and uh, you know, classes and all that. Tell me something that was that happened in the dance studio and it doesn't have to be a singular event. It can be like just in generalized experience that helped you to manage or to regulate your adolescent self. Whew. Well, uh, it was funny every time, except for Aida, the two times you put me in a major role, you'd have me dancing. <laughs> and I used to be so mad. <laughs> Be like oh, i'm so excited to do things i'm so excited to work with hero but i'm so mad she's making me dance and shout out to denisha and alexis key they would both just be laughing at me like it's fine you're you're gonna be fine i'm like are you kidding me you know i have two left feet <laughs> and <laughs> it was being in the studio and having to trust my body that was the first step in me actually when i said i wasn't sure that was the first step in me figuring out something I was sure about. First off, being a teenager, you don't know what's going on every day. Hormones, you just, <laughs> every day you're learning something new. So at least within trying to dance and trying to explore something that I wasn't normally good at, it wasn't something that I practiced, it made me truly have to figure out how much do I know about me and then testing my limits. Because I remember a couple of times, I'm like, guys, I don't know what's going on. I'm like, Edwidge, just pull me somewhere. <laughs> Tell me where I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> please somebody and it was funny because even then I had to learn to trust people other than myself mm. and being very very transparent because there were a couple times in that studio we would touch some heavy some deep topics that were yeah. really triggering things that I hadn't just figured out prior and it was crazy the way that I'll never forget it was a scene with Anita she's supposed to be in the parlor and she's seeing all, <laughs> all of the jets I think and I was so overwhelmed when we first did it. You mm -hmm. stopped me, you looked at me, and you were like, we could make this where you still have power. Like, you don't have to be powerless. You're going to look like it, but you're not. Like, everything that we do is in your hands. It was the first time I'd ever felt like, wow, like I'm actually in control of something. <laughs> like, it doesn't, life doesn't always have to feel like you're doing Russian roulette with something. Like, you can actually be in control of how this scene is going to work. Right. That was so empowering it's again especially going through like just the stuff that i've been through in my life just the extra traumas and again not really having that sort of control over what i want it was in that moment you said for this you being knocked around you could decide who you're getting knocked into in fact you could go talk to them on the side and let them know what you're going to do and when you're going to do it that was the best thing ever <laughs> really encouraging empowering and i was like wow maybe you can have a little bit of control <laughs> just yeah I, I think that that is a, well, an arts teacher and, and a choreographer, I think a choreographer specifically, um, because with, with dance things and, a, and dance that have like really intense, you know, almost sort of traumatic interpretation uh, effects. Mm -hmm. um, and, and in that show, you know, there's a lot of fight scenes and, and I was like, everything has to be in control or somebody's getting very hurt. And, uh, and I, I know that I wanted to make sure that, that you knew that you were safe because we were going to protect you and, and you, you could do all the acting you wanted to do and make it seem as traumatic as possible, but, but that you Brianna <laughs> were 
were good that you could walk away from that going, okay, so, so good. I'm glad that you felt that way. <laughs> Yay. Okay. That's a good one. <laughs> um, okay. So now looking at Brianna now, how have you changed since you graduated high school? Uh, well, we, the obvious, the career path. <laughs> well, technically, still an educator at heart. I am always, I feel like, but I've always been that way throughout high school. I can tell you from top to bottom what club is going on, what time, what building, what teacher is hosting it, what times they usually meet, who's there, when. I still do that as an adult now. I'm constantly passing resources, constantly giving references and referrals, whether it's to other musicians. Sometimes I do have to tap into my teacher <laughs> and help people with like, whether it's because a lot of people have been homeschooling. So giving them certain like resources and teaching plans and books, literally helping out one of my friends, like telling her from top to bottom, the benefits of reading for each, each like different grade level, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, so still being able to tap into my teacher for crossing it over into something that I love. And that kind of, when I was in high school, everything felt very black or white. It was very binary, the way of living. Now I remember you, uh, <laughs> I think it was you, I think it was, what, uh, Miss Bond, a lot of people were just like, you know, life doesn't have to be so, like, one thing, mm -hmm. and I remember my senior year, <laughs> God bless this Gottlieb, I would walk into every classroom and be like, what were you before you were a teacher? And some people were like, I worked on Wall Street, yeah, I was a stay-at-home mom, and people were like, yeah, I was a professional dancer, like, you know, I was actually an accountant, and it was crazy, because at first you're like, wait, you could do multiple things. And as an adult, yeah, <laughs> I feel completely different. Like I feel like even then another thing is I come from a family of planners, but I only plan to an extent as an adult because as we can see life, everything is just, you can plan all you want. Some things are just, they, they throw you left field and you just kind of have to wing it, especially that winging it process. Even then with music, it was, crazy because it's coming out of your brain and I remember in high school the first time I showed anybody I could play guitar was actually I think for the induction into the Skins. <laughs> that was the first time that I showed anybody <laughs> like oh yeah that was the first time I showed anybody that I could play guitar people reveal and, things when they're ready to reveal them yes and even that just learning it takes time I remember auditioning for the Wiz. I was sick. I was like, oh my God, I'm sick. How am I supposed to, this is my first high school audition. It's supposed to be really big. Oh my God, oh my God. And it was like ensemble. I'm like, okay, at least we got something. We got something. That's good. That's good. And <laughs> I remember she was like, Brianna. I'm like, oh God, here, she picked me. Say nine foot dragon. <laughs> and I remember during rehearsal said, okay, Brianna, bring it back one more time. <laughs> Can you say it louder this time? Make it bigger. <laughs> And I remember being like, oh my God, you just have one line, Brianna, come on, you got to do it. This is it. This is your time to shine. And then realizing <laughs> that literally it took a process. I remember first coming into high school being like, listen, girl, you're going to go for that main role. Now being an adult, no, it's a process. Yeah. Give yourself the grace, give yourself the patience, give yourself the time and the space. Are you kidding me? In high school, you feel like you have to be so perfect. And then once you're in college and you're an adult, you're like, everybody's just winging it. Some people just made it look like they weren't winging it, but everybody was winging it. 100%. Feel, yeah, just 
realizing that sometimes you're winging every step of the way and it just so happens it kind of works like it's almost organized chaos like that you brought that up about we do west side story organized chaos that's that's what life is but it doesn't have to be the word chaos has so many negative connotations it doesn't have to be that sometimes chaos can be kind of fun because you're learning while you're in the middle of the chaos mm -hmm. it's like you truly get to everything that you learn from a book everything that you've heard everything that you've processed you're actually getting to apply it in the storm and i feel like that is the best test of character and it truly shows your growth as an individual so organized chaos 100 percent, and just being confident and knowing that if you were able to do it before you can do it again and it's weird when you're young you don't believe that because you've only been on the earth for how many years and as an adult i'm like nah you got it yeah i i, I like you're saying this and i just my brain is is racing because I feel like, especially as I've gotten older, like early in my career, I, everything was like to the letter written out, like every step, everything. I think I told this to, I think it was Denisha, everything was written out. And, and to be fair, West Side Story was completely written out because it really, it wasn't my choreography. I was interpreting yeah. Jerome Robbins. So I was like, I, I, I have to spend hours at the computer and write all this down, right? But other than that, my more, you know, my last 10 years or so has been a lot of that trusting what I know and trusting what I have and knowing that the creative process is in like in the moment thing. So like you have your structure that you like, you know, where you want to go, but mm -hmm. how you get there is not necessarily predetermined. Yeah. And, um, that I, I just think that that's a beautiful part of the creative process is like taking the breath in that organized chaos and going, what are we going to create? What are we going to carve out here? Mm -hmm. And then knowing we see it and we can edit and we can make changes and mold. I mean, as a songwriter, that that's, yes. that's gotta be the process. Yes. I was going to say like giving yourself that time and that space is so important because one day you could be like, oh my God, this idea is terrible. You close the book, you put it away, you come back two days later, you're like, actually, I could build off of that. And remembering that as a creative, nothing is permanent. I feel like anybody that puts out a piece of art can literally give you critiques about what they could have done better. But at that point, sometimes you just have to let it go. You have to release it and just let it be what it's going to be for the pack. I feel like as creatives, we are so nitpicky. We are nitpicky at everything that we do. And it makes us great. It makes us where we are constantly being challenged and we are constantly striving to be better. But sometimes we just have to put it out in the world and leave it where it's at. You know, that that's like the end of show process where like you're you're like picking out like we just we just closed um Charlie Brown on Saturday and you know it's like fix this, fix this, fix it. And then finally, like, I have to sit back and go, I'm done. Whatever it is, I'm mm -hmm. done. I can't do anymore. It's theirs now. And I always give the show to the kids. It's like, this is your baby. Now I'm done. And, and then I'll watch it, you know, from the back, from afar and going, yeah, I didn't really, I didn't see that. I, I probably could have done something. About that. And, and, and I'm like, stop. Cause it's, it's done. It's over. And your next show you'll 
see what you can see and miss what you're going to miss and and then move on and do the next thing it's just this constant rollover of projects yes yes um especially we would talk about it <laughs> denisha and i would talk about these things actually like after the shows we'd be like dang i know i know Terrell just really had to let go because i feel like especially when you're like okay you guys got it i've given you the tools it's like you're just like i know you're gonna make me proud i know you will i know you will if anything, I just want to see how you do it. It's never about when everybody's going to do it. It's just about how they do it. Because each and every time, we would we would all talk about it. Each and every time, the nights would be different. Something would be different with the delivery, with even the choreography. You'd be like, wow, they were really passionate tonight. Oh, my goodness. Especially that last night. It's always the last night. Everybody pops out these crazy ideas that you're like, you never did that over these last three months. Where was it? <laughs> It's true. It just happened on Saturday too. I was like, where did this, why didn't, why didn't this come out? Yeah. 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 It's very nice to talk to you. Um, okay. So I think we got off on like five different tangents, but I'm okay with that because this is a good conversation. Okay. So let's bring this back. What would your adult self tell your high school self now to help ease the way oh wow um pick up that guitar more often um actually trust in your playing it took me my senior year mm. second to last semester took the course with a guitar teacher he said why are you in this you need to be already in guitar one guitar two i was like <laughs> this entire time i've been teaching myself and i was like okay no like do it and be bold enjoy please enjoy things please enjoy the process and enjoy the things outside of your productivity one thing i did when i was in college is i made sure to not tell anybody i sang because i didn't just want to be singer brie i wanted to be brie and it was crazy because it felt so good so that when i actually opened my mouth they were like oh my god wow that's you right like already i was like oh wow you like me as a person that's cool that's cool sometimes in high school would be like i love being known as a singer but i kind of like want y'all to know me like i don't want the only thing that you talk to me about is how you're so excited about my music because at some point i felt like that was all i had to offer and so when i got to college it was like no you could do way more <laughs> there's so many things it's just that you decided to work with this gift it's not a thing of that's the only thing that you got. It's that you decided almost taking back that control. So definitely just exploring more and enjoying the process. Homework's going to be there. Do your homework, but also girly, have fun. Go laugh, go outside, enjoy the sun. I feel like all AP kids, when we talk about anxiety, <laughs> that is the first test. And I feel like because we're so hard on ourselves, we're like, this is what we have to do. We have to do it at this rate. No, no, there could be so much balance. It was funny talking to people in college and they'd be like, yeah, I didn't take an AP class. I really? And I know, no, you take an honors course? No, you study? Nope, I got by. <laughs> and you would be like, are we saying that I just, I stressed myself out? Well, okay, and we're all like, even graduating, it's funny you can do five million internships we're all sitting there looking at each other like so we're gonna clock into this bar together yeah <laughs> we're, we're all at the same point right yeah like oh all right okay just 
making sure that value the good things in addition to your productivity because that's not only the thing that you have to contribute and so many things and i guess the last thing is take up space mm. take up space i remember every time we get in that studio boop really big take up space mm. <laughs> bring it right back super duper small everybody be like oh my god Brianna, you're so humble so nice <laughs> You know who said that, by the way? What? Who else said that in her interview? Take up space. Denisha. Yeah. That was like one of her big things. That was one of her big things. Take up space. You belong it. You belong there. You deserve it. Take your space. Yeah. Yes. Don't second guess. Like you're there because you're supposed to be there. If somebody referred you to something, it's because you got the chops. You got the ethic, you got the resume. Mm -hmm. People may not know you, but baby, you got the resume to somebody. So you deserve to be in that room. You deserve to be doing what you do. Mm -hmm. It's not like, some people like to say it was luck. No, it wasn't. You've been planting seeds for so long. It's just finally, they're sprouting. You watered them. Now you're finally seeing what you sowed. <laughs> you're seeing the garden in full effect. Take up space. I think a lot of the time when I'm talking to people, especially because my thing is just talking to young black women, I feel like they're so scared to take up space because somebody, whether it was a family member, it, it could be a teacher, it could be somebody down the block. It was one moment where somebody said, you're doing too much. You're taking up too much space. As an adult, take up all the space. With my own niece, take up the space. Mm. It's so funny. So we love her so much. She has such, <laughs> she can talk. And we're like, can you please watch the way that you're talking to people? But in the back of our heads, we're like, yes. We'll serve you. By the way, I need to take a moment. I have to just pause for a second. And how excited are we about Katanji Brown Jackson? Like <laughs> new Supreme Court justice. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to get into that, but take up space. Take up space. All the space. All the space. And in fact, there's, don't worry about if other people get the spotlight because if you've taken up just the right amount of space, everybody gets a chance to shine. Mm -hmm. That's another thing too. Don't dim your light so that everybody, when, if, if everybody's ready to go, I promise you they're going to hop on the train and they're going to be right there with you because that's where they're supposed to be. Take up the space. Well, and you know, and that's where the, the, three, the three shows that you played the big guns in, I, I, I feel like those were, those were my, strongest three shows i think of of my career it was like bang 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 and you know you just happen to be in all of them um but there was something about those productions where everybody just like swelled and took up their space and and they gave everything like everything that they had from day 1 they pushed into, and it was it the people, maybe was it the material, maybe all those things, sure. But I, there, was a, there was an energy in that room and in that theater where all these people who, some of them had no business doing the, these shows, like zero business. You know, <laughs> my, my jets and my sharks were like the tennis players. You know? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it was, it was just the right blend of the right 
personalities and people and, and desires to like make that magic happen. I, I, I can't, I can't explain it. Um, but I'm just, I'm grateful. I'm, I'm grateful for it. And that I can go back to those in my Facebook feed, you know, I see those rehearsals and for Aida, I see that, that, um, uh, board of education, you know, performance that we did that, like, just, I just tears just every time I see it, I just want to like be up there, like dancing and singing with you and going, ah, oh. <laughs> so something very swelling and special about that and take up space. Powerful. It was every time it was powerful. And again, people that took up space, but like I said, they never dimmed it. It was never, in fact, it was almost to the point we taking up space. Everybody else has to match our energy. That was the thing with Denisha and I like, mm -mm, no, you're not going to do that. Cause it's not, it, it was really, I think what made the cast so beautiful is that if somebody missed a step, if somebody did something, you were only as strong as that person. So if that person is messing up, you'd be like, hey, like, okay, let me break it down to you, show you the thing, or let me try to help you out. It was never somebody trying to outdo or outshine, never. We all, if somebody did something crazy backstage, we were all yelling at the top of our lungs. Luckily, everybody's clapping and talking, because we were like, are you kidding me? Why would you do that? <laughs> Regulating each other, because we knew what, we are a cast. It's not just one person, it's everybody, the support, the lead, the ensemble. You are only as good. <laughs> as your ensemble, truly everything, even hearing Mr. Perez scream and shout. But it was it was so that everybody, like we're all on the same level. There is nobody who's better at this, better at that, none of that. We all took up space and we took up space as a unit. And that's 100% important to any craft, really. I feel like for somebody to say they did it all by themselves, you're lying. It took, it took, a, it took a village, it takes a community. 100%. And, and speaking of Perez, he's, you're still on his lips, like to this day, he, we, we were just talking, it was during, I don't know, hell week or whatever. And he was telling, telling the cast or the, or the, or the company, like, and Brianna Knight, who was probably the, the greatest talent that ever graced Springfield High School. I'm like, yeah, yeah, he's right. Yeah. <laughs> what he said, that's true. So he's, he's still doing his thing. It'll be forever forever oh my I, I know that for a fact it's <laughs> I feel so bad because the kids are probably like who is that who is this ancient person <laughs> I know I used to feel that way when y'all would talk about people we were like who that who is that <laughs> unless they showed their face we're like oh that's it okay <laughs> well now hopefully they'll see it they'll see the person and yeah yeah that's the girl. That's the one that Perez and I agree. It was probably the greatest talent, the greatest singer to to grace Spring Valley stage right there. So there you go. <laughs> so good. I feel so bad for those kids. <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen, hey, somebody wants to to come forward and and challenge that. Go right ahead. I'll put you in the lead too. <laughs> okay. So um Ah, 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 here's the next one. What is something that you are grappling with now? Oh, I forgot the best way to put it. Mm. What's one thing you're going to focus on? 
-hmm. When you bring a lot to the table, when you're interested in a lot of things. It's funny because my mentors from my internship said that. It's like, you have a lot. I'm like, yeah. You, I asked it on Instagram. I said, would you rather be a jack of all trades or a master of one? And it was interesting because a lot of people were like, jack of all trades. And then my reply was like, but how do you focus on one at a time? Like, how do you, you can only get so far when you're juggling so many things. Mm -hmm. So as of recently, especially with, music and figuring out where I want to go one thing has been like what do you want to focus on um because there's so many things that I love to do so many things that I like to sing I literally went to an open mic and this girl was singing musical theater songs and I was like yeah <laughs> I was like yeah yeah I miss it yeah I love that keep going um just making sure that I'm staying true to what I need in the moment and giving it focus Sometimes I feel like there's so many things going on. Like I said, you bring so much to the table and you don't know where to go. It's funny. In high school, I used to be like, okay, I'm going to learn how to play 10 instruments. And I want to learn how to do whistle notes and bells. I'm going to do all these different things. And I'm going to do it by December. <laughs> and it'd be like, it's only about four months that you just gave yourself. So now you're giving, you're giving yourself, yeah, you're giving yourself like five minutes each day. And at that point, how far are you getting versus if you just honed in on one and you kept making strides. So that's one thing. And it's a lot because it's different for everybody. I talk to different mentors. They tell me different things. It also goes with songs too. Like I remember showing a song I just released some people being like, you sure you don't want to like pick up your guitar? Like you don't want to give something new? And I was like, interesting. Even so deep, I had so many doubters. <laughs> like I was like, Oh man, I was like, dang, you really, yes. And that's the one thing that I've learned to just grapple with, right? Just deal with, oh yeah, there's going to be people that tell you something, but that's why I'm saying, what do you want to focus on? What do you need? Not what other people need, what do you need? Because I guarantee you what you need, somebody else needs. It's crazy. I'm seeing it on like TikTok now. I'll post like a, my therapist, I talk with her and I was telling her how I'm trying to do affirmations every day. And she was like, why don't you like write them out? Why don't you like share them with people? Like sometimes I could help. So I was like, all right, I'm going to post my face saying these affirmations for other people. Mm -hmm. This thing that I'm like, I know I need it. So I'm going to do it. We have like 50,000 views on these videos of me just saying a really nice affirmation. And I'm like, I'm like, okay. Even the other day, I finally pushed myself to get out. I've been so focused on recording music. I've been like a little hermit crab and I pushed myself to go out. And especially I have a problem just going out by myself. I don't like it. It feels uncomfortable. It makes me super duper anxious. Like it is, it is such a stressor for me. But I was like, you know what? I'm going. We're going to put on our big girl pants. We're going right. to put on our makeup. We're going to go grab a drink. No. <laughs> I'm going to adult it. <laughs> and it was crazy because I posted on TikTok. I was like, point of view. Imagine like you finally, like you beat the social anxiety. You went, you went out and you did it all by yourself. I'm sitting here getting like 300 encouraging comments just like wow like I can't wait to get there so again doing what you need to do <laughs> yeah. indulging in something for yourself like you don't have to be a martyr for everybody else and a lot of the time a lot of the time I felt like that like if anybody if anybody was gonna fall let it be me if anybody's gonna get hit let it be me if anybody's gonna take these nasty words let it be me I don't want it to be anybody else mm. now Sometimes it's okay for you to choose what you need to do and focus on that one. You don't need to focus on the five, focus on the one thing that you need because that's what you kind of need to do. Sometimes I feel cornered into it though. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like the pandemic definitely cornered me into working on my mental health, 100%. I am such a pusher since high school, a pusher. Coming three hours of sleep, Edward and I are sitting here drinking my three coffees throughout the day. Mind you, we're only 15, 16 years old. Our brains are still developing. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, and even in college, and it was at a point like during the pandemic where um, I was just home by myself. My mom was in Virginia and I'm like, I'm all alone here with my brain and this kind of sucks. <laughs> I'm Not like, a good thing. <laughs> yeah, no, there's there's no like, yeah, there's a performance tomorrow. There, no, like you are by yourself. So what do you need to focus on? That became the one thing. There was no, oh, we're gonna pick up and practice. None of that. Mm-hmm. That was the one thing I indulged in, the best thing I've ever done in my life. Like there's a lot of great things I've done the best thing I did was focus on me and my brain and how to get that right. Because again, when you focus on the one thing that you need, everything else will flow. Everything else will come. Because it's like, as if you, there's a difference between you needing something and you wanting something. You wanting something will not disrupt your mind and your body. Something you need definitely <laughs> will disrupt you 100%. Like yeah. it'll disrupt your day. It, that and, includes- and when, you, when your needs get, met you are so much more accessible for everything else yeah. yes 100 it's like even i don't know if you ever get this it's like an itch you'll be writing out something you're like okay i know that i want the notes to go like that i know that i want this song to be performed like this and you're like it's not that no and you have to keep going and going because you know that throughout the day you're going to be thinking about that one itch <laughs> it's no longer a want to creatively get that done it's a need. And you know, if you don't get it done, mm-hmm. the rest of the week is going to go sour. <laughs> it's going to go bad. Cause it's yeah, just so going to be like sitting there, just, just like a mouse in a, in a wheel. Just, it's just going to keep going. Yeah. That's I've been approaching, like, take care of what you need to do. Focus on that one with everything possible from like, just awareness, self-awareness from taking care of my body, my mind, how I approach my music to how I approach this, even talking to family members. You can have a conversation with five people in a room, but also it helps if you just sit down and go talk to everybody one-on-one. <laughs> it helps too, because you oh, might need to- I hate, <laughs> I hate being in a room full of people. I like, I, this is, I'd much rather do this. I mean, in person, of course, but I'd much rather do this than like try and navigate a conversation with yes. people. It's overwhelming and you can only get so far. Cause like I said, everybody wants to say something. So you can only get to know people so much within the time that you have versus when you're sitting one-on-one like this, you can peel back so many layers and get to talk to people. Look at, focusing on that one. It's great to be a multitasker by all means, but it's wonderful when you can sit and you could focus on one thing at a time because you can give your all instead of giving 75%. Wouldn't you rather give your all more than 75, 50? Mm-hmm. Agreed, 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 agreed. Ah, mm. you're so wise. <laughs> so wise. It's so nice. Um, okay, so let's let's move forward. I think this is uh, this is question seven. Tell me one thing that you miss about your high school self and one thing that has gotten better? The discipline, the discipline to sit down and be like, this is what I'm doing. There are so many times I've been like, yeah, no, it's not happening today. (laughs) It's it's not happening. And that's what I'm saying sometimes with life, you wing it. But I, that Brianna, 
Oh no, every day I was going to get that warm up in. My mom would be so mad at me. I'd be washing dishes. <laughs> It'd be about 11 p.m. She's like, can you please shut up? Can you please? That's why I have such a strong falsetto. Everybody's like, wow, your head voice is so strong. That's because of that. I had to be quiet and wash those dishes, but I had to get something done. I remember every time somebody would leak what the musical was going to be, it was so funny. They'd be like, we think that Tiro's going to do this. We think that? Oh, that'd be research, baby. That'd be two, two, three hours a day of me looking at these people. What the, it looked like, it's crazy. I didn't understand the thing of method acting, but for musicals, that's what I was. I'd be like, this is what the character did. Let's research that town. Let's research that city. Oh, that's the time period. Let's research that. Oh, that's the actress who did it. Let's research them. What have they done in the past? What was their method? Look at the interviews. Go see how many things you could watch from this musical. All right. We're going to see how many like different snippets. Listen to the cast rendition. Listen to the lot. It'd be so much of every day. We were going to dig deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. These days, that discipline, maybe it's an hour. <laughs> it's not two hours. We're going to get the crib had, notes. <laughs> I, I literally had an acting class. It was funny. It was the last class. This is the one I did the least amount of effort in because I was like, this is ridiculous. I'm trying to take this instructor's recommendations. He's switching it up. I'm putting in so much work. You know what? No more. We're going to do the minimum. The minimum was the best thing I ever did. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, I love this side of you. And I was like, Wow. All right. <laughs> okay. Wow. Really? Well, I mean, if you, and if you think about it and it's, it's great to do your research, but what is the stuff that you really need to know? Because the, the performances they're limited to like the script and right. So you have, you, you know, what needs to come out. So yes, you want to support it with some background and make it rich and the all that's true. But sometimes there's overkill. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you gotta go. Okay, like good, we we got it now. Yeah. Pour your heart into it. It's about this. Oof. It's Oof. about this. <laughs> yeah, like that, Brianna. She was so much fun because I felt at those times I was the best at Kahoot. You couldn't tell me anything. I was a library of information for whatever I had to do. <laughs> now I'm like, I can give you the bare minimum. <laughs> I can give you a reference. Like you want a website to look at. What to do? I can do that. <laughs> uh, one thing I've gotten better at, mm. um, I'd have to say, a bit more relaxed. Mm. A bit more relaxed. Like I said, trying to do everything, you want to be everybody, you're trying to figure out yourself. None of that. We go with the flow over here. Sometimes I am, sometimes the diva does pop out when I'm like, this release is happening today. <laughs> We need to get some content, we need to get stuff. But other than that, totally free free flow. We will figure it out when we figure it out. I've had so many times <laughs> with friends, we started out crying, like, oh my God, we were supposed to do that thing. And then just laughing and being like, what are we gonna do now? I even, it's funny. Uh, so my father, he is a speed, he's a speed racer on the road when he's late. Me and my siblings are like, we don't do that because you know why? You're gonna be late, you're gonna be late. It is what it is. And truly living by that in everything. It is what it is. It's kind of like I try to let my actions reflect where I'm at. Mm -hmm. So if I'm running late that morning, I'm taking my time. If somebody's like, you don't even look like you want to be here. Well, <laughs> that morning, I should have thought to myself, well, it sounds like it seems like I don't want to be here because the way that I just acted seems like I don't. And I try to let that also be a thing of 
self-awareness. Some people are like, how do you know how you're feeling and what? That's it. Look right down to a T what you did throughout that day. I'm guaranteeing you, you could see what your actual personality is, mm-hmm. the things that you actually enjoy, the things that you don't like. And if you really enjoy the things that you were showing up to, you could tell by the things that you were doing before you had to be there and what you were doing while you were there. Mm-hmm. I 100% let that be a thing. Like free flow is a great way of analyzing who you are every day. If mm-hmm. it's not, there's a, there's a better word for it. It's somewhere in the umbrella of self-awareness and meditation, but it's just truly being- Mindful, mindfulness. It, it's, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, that's 100% free flow is mindfulness. Mm. listening to I love my therapist she was like I have body cues I'm one of those people where I don't dance but I need to get out something physically whether it's a walk or like stretching something and those are my cues of is today going to be a weird day is it going to be a good day do we like what we're doing here do we not and making it free flow it allows you to truly see what's going on with yourself so Mm. yeah I think I love that it's very (laughs) I feel like my stress levels have decrease 100%. Do you, do you apply that to your music to to like the creation of music and that process? Oh, I I wish I feel like I'm a madman. It's so funny. (laughs) I feel I would. uh, So I talk, I talk with my family and friends in college. I'm like, so you didn't have like a crazy orchestra teacher, music teachers, choreographers, none of that, where they would just be like, you gotta do this. They were like, no, we never had that. I was like, oh, I'm like, and then I'll talk to other singers and musicians. I'll be like, yeah, no, I go crazy. <laughs> like when it's when it's time to do something, mm-hmm. yeah, you just completely, it's free flow, but also you're like, no, this needs to get done. Like I said, that itch, it's a certain itch that you just cannot scratch with anything else. When it's finally done, I feel that way about really good vocal arrangements. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, it's like somebody just hugged you. You just had the best meal of your life. You're on the beach and like your toes are in the sand and that's how it feels. So it's almost like that itch, that chaos, there's only so much free flow you could do. Because <laughs> well, you know- you're trying to create the structure. Yes, well, and especially the structure always changes. I've also learned that the best things are spontaneous, but I love saying this. So the songwriter for If I Were a Boy by Beyonce, she was writing first off she barely wrote for anybody else like that was the thing that she admitted she would just usually write for herself she was right she wrote maybe 11 songs with this other songwriter can't remember his name and they were on a break times square from writing that day and she sees him he's about to eat a hot dog or something and she's like wow i wish i could do that man if i were a boy i'd do so many things he was like wait bring that back (laughs) can you can you say that again Instantly that break was cut short and they made that song, which is a hit that everybody knows. Sometimes the creative process is just like that. You can say, I'm gonna sit down, I'm gonna work on this every day, and I'm gonna pop out these songs, and it doesn't work like that. Sometimes mm-hmm. inspiration, creativity, mm-hmm. it happens. I've had so many times I've literally been cooking in the kitchen. I said, Hold on, let me turn off the stove. <laughs> let me let me write down this idea. It just happens. Again, I feel like creatives are also the most chaotic brains, but it's organized they're they're organized their chaos is organized but i like it it's fun (laughs) Mm -hmm. oh i can't tell you how many times i mean and i'm i'm sure you saw it but and it still happens where i go 
you do, do this, do that. Ah. And, and because it's like, it's forming in the moment and you, you gotta get it out with, and the people are right there. So here, do this, don't ask questions. Just here, do this, do this, do this, go. And, and, and then something happens and hopefully it's good. <laughs> hopefully somebody thinks it's good. <laughs> and usually they're like, ah, it already gets very excited about it. I'm like, okay. And so that has become like the, the tool um, that I use probably the most. It's just kind of like getting in there, listening to the thing and going, okay, here we go. Make it. So, yeah. 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 Okay. So you have dropped a, a lot of wisdom in this conversation. So I want you to try and now distill it. So if, if you could give a piece of sage advice to high school students now, what would it be? Oh, um, trust your gut. Think for yourself, not anybody else. What do you need? Not what do you want? What do you need? And take it one day at a time, one moment at a time. And honestly, slow is the way to go. Take your time because you have all the time in the world. Somebody, I know people will say, you can die tomorrow. Yes, but also, do you want to spend the entire day rushing and looking like uh, SpongeBob, the SpongeBob meme when he's in the brain and everything is burning? <laughs> nah, take, take your time. <laughs> take your time. Everything will be there. <laughs> everything. <laughs> yeah. That was good. That was good. To the point. Bing, bang. Okay, we have arrived at our final question of the hour. Has nothing to do with high school. It's about now. And so what are three self-care practices that you do now to help you to center or to regulate yourself? Mm. I learned a technique that Funny enough, all right, this is this is the perfect time to bring it up. So a lot of people are like, you have to breathe in all day to breathe out. Mm -hmm. Forget that. If you're like me and everything is like this all the time, mm -hmm. dig deeper in that. Squish yourself so hard for eight seconds and then let it go. And mm. do that with every part of your body. And I guarantee you whatever tension, whatever, because my anxiety is always in my stomach and in my shoulders. Go like this when I'm nervous. Mm -hmm. Or I could just, my stomach feels like this. Yeah, scrunch it up for eight seconds. Scrunch it up with all the energy and the power that you have, and then let it go. Organic release. That's one thing I love to do. Um, centering myself. Sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Sometimes those thoughts, you're like, oh my God, I can't believe in the fifth grade I said that. Yet, time to go to bed. <laughs> it's time to go to bed. It's, it's definitely time. Sleep is yeah. so important, especially... Down. Even if like you have a mental illness or not, it will impact your mood. I actually found out a, a, a crazy fact that people that get under seven hours of sleep, you increase your chance of getting Alzheimer's. I was like, wow. And they said that it impacts it because it impacts your memory. I was mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, oh wow. So mm -hmm. sleep, 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 mm -hmm. and. The last thing I do is I talk with people that I love. 
even if it's just through text or you know I love to go on like IG live and just check in with people but talking talking to people there are times when you feel so sad or so angry you're like I don't want to talk to anybody that is the perfect time <laughs> for you to go talk to somebody don't isolate yourself that's one of the things I've learned that makes me feel good to the point where I end up just vomiting out words to all of my friends they're like dang girl yeah. I'm like yeah yeah that was the day um yeah that's it always feels not just also just like trauma bombing on people either I if you like to trauma bomb get yourself a therapist or if you think <laughs> yourself a wonderful journal it's not bad sometimes you got to put the trauma somewhere get the journal get the therapist see if you can get both it's really great um but just talking talking about anything because even then that's like a technique for a lot of people for example if you're in a distressing situation people to distract you people will talk to you because it's going to lower your heart rate when you're feeling really weird you keep it inside um there's a book that's called the body keeps score your body remembers all of that get it out get it out of you whatever you're feeling and if you're not a dancer you don't like to walk talk to somebody because talking about it i guarantee you even then um i think i said chronic pain illnesses it's they say that a lot of it links to like prior trauma because your body remembers it and your body's trying to keep you safe so it's putting all these pain cues because it's still working through something mm-hmm. so when you talk about it the expression of it's like a weight lifted off your shoulders it's actually the truth you might have just saved yourself a couple of years on this planet just by talking so yeah that's so those are my three those are my three long explanation but yeah i love it this was this is a great conversation <laughs> this was amazing um i it's funny you know as a teacher you see your kids you know your kids for a finite amount of time and then they go off and then some, you know, some you stay connected to and, and some like, you know, you never hear from again. Um, it's, it's really nice to like, keep track of, especially the ones that you spent so much time and energy with, uh, and not even like on, but, but just, you know, I always look at shows and, and dance concerts and stuff as, a it, it, it's a collaborative process. It's a, it's a creative process. We're all spending so much time in the same space, trying to do something, you know, great. Um, and then when that person's not there anymore and, and you have to do it with other people and that's the nature of the beast, but you're like, wow, there's like, there's like a little bit of a hole left because that person is not going to be there anymore. So it's really nice to come back and, and reminiscing, yes, but just to see where that energy went. Like, what is it going to now that is going to continue to make an impact on the world? So I'm happy to be able to learn the impact that you're making and continue to connect with this as your star rises and we get to 2 million views and a platinum album someday. And... It's coming. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Thank you for I, being you. I feel like I needed this. It was funny. Um, I talk so much about college. You know, when you think about high school, you're like, if you thought you went through changes, 
and I always, always bring up your name and I always bring up Mr. Perez as just being like, there's a, there's a lot of people that poured into me into this craft. So like, well, I'm just like, I learned a lot. No, I learned a crap ton. Like <laughs> people, are, people are like, oh wow, like where'd you train? Spring Valley High School, baby. Navajo <laughs> 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 Central School District. That's where I learned. That's where the chops were grown. So mm. People are like, oh really? You didn't have a vocal coach? No, baby. I have a vocal coach as an adult now. And even then he's looking at me like, do you want to teach lessons? I mean, you could. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I mean, about it but really no I bring up your name constantly because you challenged me in a way that was like didn't think about it and you empowered me and you encouraged me from day one you were Mr. Perez in my ear being like you should probably take this seriously and even then I will never forget you being like sending me money for Coco I will never ever 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 <laughs> for get that when people are like wow so you post music on yeah there's like there's a couple of people if it wasn't for them being like if that's what you need i'll give it no like i don't know i don't even even just without thespians i don't know if i'd have the courage to just grace stages come on there kill it and walk off like it was nothing that that's because of, that's because of you and that's because of him surprise so Brianna Knight would not be this wonderful vocalist, this wonderful person without y'all. Art educators are 100% needed and necessary because I'm, I'm living proof of it. So. Thank you. And keep rising. Keep taking up your space. Just suck up all the oxygen. <laughs> you glow brighter than everybody else and then take everybody with you and teach those little girls exactly what they need to know. Thank you. Teach Thank those you. little girls. Well, huh. <laughs> so you can find Brianna Knight on Instagram and on TikTok on at Poet Dreaming. And I'll put that at the bottom of the screen. Um, visit my blog at stacytiro.com to read a little bit more in depth about this incredible person and this amazing conversation. And um, let's let the world know about Brianna Knight. It's time, baby. It's time. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you, Brianna. Uh, you've graced my Zoom <laughs> and my, my YouTube channel. <laughs> and join us next week for a new installment of of course, I just forgot the stupid name. I like the. <laughs> oh my God. What the heck is the name of my own podcast? <laughs> I don't know. Wait, L like literally, like this is, this is the 50 year old brain going, <laughs> you're done. You're tired and it's time to sleep now. I want to try that again. Cause now I have it. So join us for a new installment next week of change for the better, the power of arts in education. Thank you, Brianna. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>